Welcome to our One School, One Book, Aspen Creek podcast. This is your principal, Mrs. Powell. I am going to be reading to you today from The Adventures of a South Pole Pig. I will be reading chapters one through four. This will cover dates April 12th through the 14th. The Adventures of a South Pole Pig by Chris Kurtz. Chapter One. Mama, why do we have to live in a cage? Flora dug in the dirt at something hard and rusty. Honey, don't do that. Her mother nosed her away. And it's not a cage, it's a pig pen. Same thing, said Flora under her breath. How unlucky she was, born with adventurous hooves that were stuck inside a pen. But she wasn't giving up. If there was a way out, Flora said to herself, she would find it. She had already packed down trails to each corner of the pen. She had poked her wet snout through every wooden slat to smell the other side, and she had dug holes all along the pen's perimeter. Usually, the only thing hiding under the surface was more dirt. Until today. Maybe this hard and rusty something would bring a change in routine. As soon as her mother turned, Flora went back to digging. She scratched away busily until the thing popped out of the ground. I knew it! Flora gave a little squeal of joy. Now she had to see what it would do. Flora! shouted her mother. Flora took a step back. Her mother trotted over, and close on her heels were three brothers. Flora had seven, so there was always at least one around to watch her get into trouble. Rusty pieces of metal are very dangerous. Why do you insist on unearthing things better left alone? said her mother. Flora stamped the ground. If it's unexplored, then it needs to be dug up. I see, said mother. Well, if it is sharp and rusty, then it needs to stay unexplored and underground. Her mother used her snout to nudge and scoot the nail over to the wooden fence, where there was a space between the ground and the lowest board. Mama, wait! I'm not done with that thingy yet! Flora shoved herself between her mother's legs. Her mother pushed her back. You most certainly are done with this thingy, little one. With a firm kick, she spun the nail out under the board and out of sight. Flora screwed up her face, not sure if she should stomp or flop on the ground. But before she could choose, her mother lay down with her back against the fence. Breakfast time, she called. A thrill ran through Flora. She was hungry. So were her brothers. Flora dove for a good spot, only to find herself bumped and turned aside. There's enough for everyone, Mother said. Nobody listened. But Flora, the firstborn of the litter, had sturdy shoulders and strong back legs. When she failed to push through, she had other ways to make room for herself. Standing on a brother's ear usually created an opening, and if that didn't work, she'd use her sharp teeth. Flora found that if she chomped down on a brother's tail, she could count on a loud squeal and an open space. A girl had to fight for her food in this family, except against little Alfred, the runt. 
If he started sniffling, Flora made room for two. After breakfast was nap time. Little pigs, with their tummies round and full of milk, flopped against one another on the ground. But Flora thought piglets spent too much of their lives sleeping. Today, she pawed her brother's knee. Sam, wake up! Mmm, Sam grunted. He didn't move. Flora went over to Tommy. His ear was flopped open. Boo! Tommy's head snapped up. Nap time's over, she said. Go away! Tommy laid his head back down and folded his ear closed. Flora returned to Sam. She thought about standing on his tail. Just behind her, someone else grunted. When Flora turned, she saw Alfred smiling and twitching in his sleep. Alfred! She walked over to her littlest brother, who opened his eyes. It's time to go exploring! Flora, I have a full tummy, and that always makes me sleepy. Besides, we explored the whole pen yesterday, and there wasn't one new exciting thing. What about that nail I just dug up? Alfred closed his eyes. New, but not exciting. Fine, Flora turned her back. She had to admit he was right. But if anything exciting ever did pop up, she'd be the first to see it, if she kept exploring. She trotted over to the manure pile, Flora's favorite lookout. It was the highest point in the pig pen, and the only place Flora could hope to see anything interesting beyond her small world. She gazed past the shade of the pig pen roof to where the world was bright and sunny. Sunny junk heap, sunny grass, sunny cornfield, sunny gravel road. A familiar sound floated in. Flora cocked her head to one side to listen. Dogs. They were barking again. Now, seeing a dog would be exciting. What would it look like, she wondered. Wooly like a sheep, horned like a bull, single-hoofed like a horse, or double-hoofed like a pig. One thing was sure, dogs made more noise than all of the other animals put together. As the barking died down, Flora tilted her head up at the pig pen roof. Sunlight poured through little holes, showing bits of dust in the air. Flora moved so that one point of light landed on her front leg. This was as much direct sun as Flora ever got. She lay down carefully so that the spot of light stayed on her leg, and she watched it. It looked like a little star. Mother had told her about the points of light that come out at night, like a hundred eyes watching and twinkling high above the world. Flora wished she could see those eyes. When the spot of light moved off her leg, she scrambled up and this time looked all around. Behind her was an empty pig pen. To her right was the open side of the barn. Flora could see through it to the three horse stalls on the far wall. Only one had housed a horse for the last three days. Nessie was quiet except when her hooves knocked against the wooden walls. Flora turned back to the sunshine and the junk heap. There were old tires, machine parts, wavy rafts of chicken wire, and broken tools that lay where they had been tossed. In the middle of a, was a wheelbarrow with no wheel, and in its body was a green garden hose coiled around. A white fur ball? 
Flora looked again. Was that a dog? The furball stretched and yawned. It had a black ear and a mouthful of sharp teeth. Flora's front knees trembled. This was new and exciting. The creature stepped down from the wheelbarrow and walked carelessly toward the pig pen. Should Flora warn her mother? No, she could handle the intruder. She crept off the manure pile and pushed herself close to the fence where the furball might enter if it was foolish enough to step inside a pig pen guarded by a fierce, sharp-hooved piglet. She hadn't woken up today expecting a fight, but this was going to be very satisfying. If some prowling food thief thought it could sneak into her home, Flora was just the pig to teach it a lesson. She crouched. Sure enough, the furball slipped like water through the slats in the fence. This was it. The moment Flora would leap and the furball sat down and began to lick itself. Flora managed to stop from pouncing to watch. Its little pink tongue went in and out of its toothy mouth, licking the fur in front and then working from one side to the other. This was perfect. It was so busy. It would never see her coming. Flora gathered herself and then launched. Hiya! She squealed. Chapter 2 The stranger didn't twirl around or scream in fear. Instead, it flew to the top of a fence post in one motion, as easily as if it were a bird, and sat blinking. Flora slid to a stop and put her front feet up on the post. Did I scare you? Terrified, the furry white creature gave itself another lick. I've got rock-hard hooves and a mouthful of sharp teeth. Flora opened her mouth to show how sharp they were. You'd better be careful. Such terrible weapons. I'm lucky I'm still alive. My name is Flora, and I'm a pig, said Flora. I'm in charge around here, and... She stopped because the animal had turned its head to lick its back. Flora wasn't sure it was listening. And I like your fur because it's all white like mine. Flora didn't know why she had said this to an animal that might be an enemy. Are you a dog? My name is Luna, and I most certainly am not a dog. I'm a cat, and I like your spirit, she said. We could be sisters, said Flora. Luna gazed at Flora for a moment. We're not sisters. She went back to her licking. Flora walked to the other side of the post to get a different view. Why do you keep doing that? Doing what? Licking yourself. It's how I keep clean. Flora stuck out her tongue and gave her shoulder a lick. It tickled her tongue in a way that didn't feel very good. And besides, it tasted funny. I don't lick myself, Flora announced and rubbed her tongue on the top of her mouth to get rid of that tickly feeling. I can tell, said Luna, and that is why we're not sisters. A soft breeze made Luna's fur move like a wave. Can I feel your fur? Flora asked. Luna hopped down. Now that's a request a cat can never refuse. 
She rubbed her white fur along Flora's side, and her tail slipped under Flora's neck. Flora had never felt anything so soft, not even Mother's underbelly or Alfred's silky ears. Luna walked over to the fence and turned. I hope you don't mind if I come back to visit someday, even if we're not sisters. I'll try to remember to stay away from those rock-hard hooves of yours. Flora's heart lurched. You're going already? Luna looked surprised. I'm a cat. I come and go as I please. She slid between the boards and disappeared. A squeal slipped out. Flora couldn't help it. She wasn't proud of such a piggy noise, but she wanted so much to be able to come and go as she pleased. And her best chance for adventure of the whole day, the whole week, and even the whole month was leaving. Hey, relax. One of Luna's eyes appeared in the crack. Flora made her voice behave. Take me with you. You're not a cat. You're a pig, remember? I wander around and see things, and you, you stay in this pig pen and do pig stuff. But I don't want to do pig stuff, Flora whispered. I want to wander around. Why? Luna poked her head back inside the pen. I'm curious, said Flora. Hmm. Luna rubbed the side of her head against a board. Curious. That's a good quality. It shows you have spirit, though some think being curious means you're looking for trouble. I'll go do some wandering, then I'll come back and tell you what I find. Stay out of trouble. She drew her head back through the crack. But I don't want to stay out of trouble, Flora called. I want something to happen around here. There was silence, and then Luna's head poked through the fence one more. Oh, it will. You don't have to look for trouble. It will find you. And when that happens, Luna disappeared, but her voice continued. Keep up that great spirit and make a plan, because nine lives is just a state of mind. What plan? Flora raced back to the top of the manure pile and watched until Luna's tall, waving tail rounded the corner of the barn. Flora sighed. With a heart born for adventure and hooves stuck in a pen, Flora couldn't help thinking that trouble might be a good thing. Chapter 3 After breakfast the next day, Flora sat on top of the manure pile while her lazy brothers snored away again. Too bad for them. They wouldn't be making any new friends or learning new things or getting ready for trouble. She stood up on her hind legs and waved her front hooves in the air. Luna would probably think that looked pretty spirited, if only she were here to watch. Luna. Luna. Flora put all her thoughts into wishing the cat back, and then there she was, slipping through the junk heap, her beautiful white flag of a tail following behind. Flora bundled down the manure pile to meet her. Hi, Luna. Hi, Flora. Luna hopped on a fence post. Watch this. Flora spun around in a dizzying circle. She dashed to the top of the manure pile, did a two-legged walk, then raced back down, 
barely managing to stop herself before banging her snout into the fence. Wow, said Luna. How's that for spirit? Flora was breathing hard. I never knew pigs could have so much. Luna sounded as if she meant it. You almost looked like a horse galloping up on that manure pile. Like Nessie? Flora put her small hooves up on the post and looked over at the large hooves peeking out from underneath the horse stall door. Nessie used to be the fastest thing on the farm, but she's older now and her front leg bothers her. Don't get on her bad side because she can still kick when she gets grouchy. She hates being cooped up for too long. That was exactly how Flora felt. She waited to hear more about the grouchy Nessie, but Luna lifted her left hind foot and began licking between her toes. I've been getting ready for trouble, said Flora. Luna stopped licking, but didn't put her foot back where it was supposed to go. She looked at Flora as if she didn't understand. Flora tried again. You know, like you said, it always finds you. Oh, yeah, Luna sat up straight. The trouble with trouble is as it's a hard thing to prepare for. Speaking of trouble, this farm would be a great place to wander around if it weren't crawling with dogs. Maybe you've heard them. Flora nodded enthusiastically. What do you know about dogs? I know they howl just to hear themselves howl. I know if they get off their leash, and they always do, then look out because no one is safe. Flora felt a little thrill go through her. She would be happy to teach a dog a lesson. Why is the farm crawling with dogs? Training, said Luna. The dogs on this farm are being trained for expeditions, which are the same things as adventures. Adventures? Flora couldn't believe her ears. How could anyone be so lucky? It starts when they're puppies, about your age. First, they get used to the lines and ropes and harnesses. Then comes the real work. Trained for adventure. Flora couldn't get over it. They pull loads that get heavier and heavier, Luna said. Dogs might be annoying, but on this farm, they are the hardest working animals of all. Why do they have to pull so? Flora stopped. Luna had slipped down to the ground, almost without moving a muscle. Now she was staring at the top of Flora's head in the strangest way. Flora shook her head in case she had a bit of manure stuck to one of her ears. But Luna didn't stir except for her tail, which stuck straight out behind her and trembled at the tip. Then she lowered herself into a crouch and her eyes got very wide. Flora realized they weren't fixed on her at all, but on something behind her. Flora turned slowly. The dirt beside the fence was moving. No, wait, it wasn't dirt. Flora peered closer. It was the same color as dirt, but hairy. Then Flora saw a long, naked tail. Look out. It's a rat, Luna whispered. Chapter four. Trouble. Flora was delighted, but scared too. The creature in the dirt fit Mother's description perfectly. Mother said rats were a terrible curse on any farm. They were dirty. They were thieves. 
but mostly they were meaner than a bad toothache, and she also said piglets should stay far away from them. As Flora took a step sideways, she felt soft fur slide by her. Luna was creeping low to the ground toward the bay hill. Luna, don't look any closer, Flora whispered. Shh. Luna brought another paw forward and put it down gently on the dirt. Rats in the rigging, she murmured. Time to tangle. Luna flowed ahead one more cat length, gathered her back feet under herself, and then exploded onto the rat. The rat shrieked and turned his teeth to meet his attacker. Luna! Flora shouted, get away! But the fighters became a single white and brown ball bouncing off the fence. Dirt and fluffs of fur flew up around them. Flora's rump bumped against the fence on the other side. She hadn't even noticed that she was backing up. The rat's long hose of a tail flailed against the ground, and for an instant he broke free. Then Luna was on him again. She seemed to have hooks and daggers. She was battle ready. She pinned the shrieking rat on his belly. As he strained his back to the land a bite, Luna sank her teeth deep into his neck. He quivered, mouth open, and then lay still. Luna did not release him at first. Her eyes blinked slowly, but her teeth stayed right where they were. The swirl of dirt and fur settled on Luna and all around. She gave the rat a shake and then ever so slowly released her grip. After taking a step back, she hopped up on a fence post and began to clean herself. Flora looked away from the frightening scene, only to see Mother and a half-circle of awestruck piglets watching too. Mother came forward. On behalf of myself and my family, thank you. Luna stopped her cleaning. Please don't mention it. We all have our tasks on the farm, and I am happy to do my part. It is very much appreciated, said Mother. And now, if you would be so kind, please remove this nasty, vile creature from our home. Naturally, Madam. Flora looked back at the rat. His open mouth showed long, yellow teeth. His eyes were open, too. Jumping down from her perch, Luna stepped around the rat to find a good grip, then seized him in her teeth and, moving backwards, began to drag him over the dirt. Flora was surprised at how big the rat was, as big as Luna's head. He was also clearly heavy, judging from the way Luna strained as she tugged. Flora trotted forward to help. Flora! Her mother's voice made her stop. Not another step! I thought you said I should be helpful. Flora watched as Luna slowly eased herself through the slats in the fence. The rat disappeared, one tiny jerk at a time. Flora, honey, let the cat do what cats do. You just worry about what pigs do. And what do pigs do? Flora wondered. She was afraid she knew the answer. Nothing. As she drifted off to sleep that night, Her mind was filled with a determined thought, almost a plan. Maybe most pigs did nothing but eat and sleep, but that wasn't good enough for this pig. When trouble came next time, Flora would be ready. Until next time, Aspen Creek.